Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, Let's go, if you will, to the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. And let's, let us look at uh, what the Spirit of the Lord talked to me the other day, and that was the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith, he told me, he said, is what you utilize to counteract every attack in the flesh, in the emotions. When you get up in, in the morning and you, um, and you go to work, and whatever it is that you do during, during the course of the day, you, you, I'm going to give you some statements here. You start it with your faith life, and the, that, that faith is full of wisdom. And it'll go with you, the spirit of faith. Because, listen, I, you and I both know there is outside here evil at work. I mean, it's just plain evil on our streets. But in the midst of that, when you and I walk out, light comes, full of faith. You ought to be excited about it, that, that God is using you. Now, we're, we're right now in such a time as this, born in such a time as this. Glory be to God. Now, in verse 16, the Apostle Paul made a statement, and he said, uh, Romans 1, 16, he said, I, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel that, that initiates, promotes, releases the anointing. That gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto your healing. It is the power of God unto your prosperity. It is the power of God that is the thing that floods your home. It's the power of God that causes things in the atmosphere to change when you share the good news. Now, the first one to hear, many years ago the Lord told me, you're the first one to hear anything you say. So if you're speaking good news out of your own mouth, you'll counteract what all the CNN and NBC and all them are saying. You, you create your own news. Many years ago I said this, learn to prophesy your own future. Man, I, I told Terry Myers this last night, I said, Dr. Fossey is not my prophet. He's not my prophet. I am not listening to him talk about disease and death and that I'm going to have it in it and the virus will never go. Well, you know why the virus will never leave earth? Because Satan's here until we leave. The only thing holding it back is us, the praying believer, the born again, spirit filled, tongue talking, worshiping almighty God, saint. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. From faith to faith. Now watch this. As it is written, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. The word just can be translated over to the word righteous. So in other words, you have to, he made us righteous so that we could utilize the highest level 
and capacity. This is our faith. Now, another word to say, the way to put this, are those who are born again and are now been made the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. There's a place, there's a place right there for you to shout amen. Now, in the course of this, now, according to Scripture and, the, and Paul's revelation of Christ's finished work, now catch that, we should never again be under the dominion of an adversary. We should never be dominated by not in any fear or anything else. We should, be, we should not operate. Every one of us has to study to show ourselves approved unto God, that we become His workmen who needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word truth. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. So I'm not ashamed. I study to show myself approved so I could be a workman, not ashamed. And I could do everything God told me to do. So we Christians must, must never be ashamed of possessing the spirit of faith and declaring that. Now, we, we, in order for us to do that, let, let's translate. If you didn't watch Wednesday night, let me just bring this up again. You know, I recall years back when I first started working, the first, very first place I started working was Pizza Prince. It's a pizza place. And, and, and the application on there had a little line that said, I don't know why they put, but they put it on there. They, they got rid of all that. But it used to say uh, religion, Catholic, and then it made the reference of a Jewish. And then it would put on there Protestant. And then there was a line that said other. So in order for you to have a job, they want to know what faith you were. Now, they don't do that anymore. So I'm talking away, but how many remember those applications that had that? See, you see, that was on there. For many people, they didn't know that was on there, but so you had to put on there. <laughs> you know, when you're young and, and you didn't go to church, you didn't know what to do. You, but I was raised up in the Catholic church. And so, you know, I just put Catholic, even though I didn't go. Just, I just put Catholic, you know. I used to go to the Catholic Church and get the bulletins and then leave and go to the beach. And then come home, I went to church. I did go because here's the bulletin. I proved it. I went. I didn't say I stayed. I just went. And so, uh, but, so Catholic and Protestant and, and, uh, and Judaism and other is not faith. It's not faith. But yet all those people will always, for years and years, and today people say that. That because they attend a service, they had faith. That's not your faith. That, that is not your faith. Don't get mad at me when I say this, but you can find this on the news. This is just fact. I didn't say this. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't come up with it. I make it up. I did not make this up. Now, now you're, the, the man running for president made the statement, he's Catholic. But then he shows up at a Muslim rally and says, I need more Muslims around me. And I need to study Allah. We need to study the Quran. Now, then you got individuals like, like Vice President Pence saying, we need to pray and worship God and hold the whole thing. So tell me, who do you want, God or Allah? You can go to the Catholic Church. That don't mean you know Jesus Christ as the Lord or your Savior. You could take the Holy Eucharist and not be holy. You can go to confession and still live in sin. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, that was a good place to shout amen and help your pastor along there. 
So the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Say this with me out loud. The just shall live by faith. Say it again. The just shall live by faith. All right, now, that, that is as it is written, he said. So in order for it to be said that, it's written, has to be somewhere else recorded. Habakkuk makes this statement and uh, makes this, this statement and uh, in chapter 2, verse 4, and it says this, Behold, his soul is puffed up. It's not upright within him. Now, there, there was a challenge. Habakkuk was what they call a minor prophet. And, and, uh, uh, but he was dealing with the challenges of the day and, and all the, the, the loss of vision, the loss of hope that was in the children of Israel. And he said, but I'm a, God said, but I'm coming and I'm going to handle this whole affair. And then he made this statement. You, you, know, you know the verse, everybody quotes the one verse that uh, write the vision, make it plain that he that readeth may run with it. You, you remember that? Yes. Amen. So, so we like that verse. Verse 2 is, the, is, a, is a challenging verse. It says, for the priest, the priest, the ministers, lied to the people and held them in bondage to themselves instead of to God. That's why they lost the vision. So what you need today is uh, you need your pastor telling you the truth. Amen. Now listen, I know the plans, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, never to harm you, only to bless you. That's what the Lord said. That did not become a reality when you got old enough to read it. You entered this earth blessed before the foundation of this world. So before you even heard of pain, God said, I got a plan for you. And it wasn't for you to be in pain. I have a plan for you and it wasn't for you to be in debt. I have a, a plan for you and it wasn't for you to be broke. I have a plan for you and it was for you to have healthy, happy children. I have a plan for you. So even when you were three years old, God knew that by order of, of development, one day you'd marry somebody and have children. God said, I got a plan for that. That didn't come up just suddenly. You had to smile. You know, you know what I'm saying to you? That when you came up to a challenge, God already had the plan. I have it. Just follow my word and I'll help you out of this. So the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, the word live, listen close, is instructing us that we have the, now listen close to my statements on this, that we have the right to, to have life with every beneficial supply. Now I'm going to say that again because you, 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 you and I have got to get a hold of this. The word life is instructing us that we have the right to have life with every beneficial supply. You have the right to every beneficial supply. I say that again. You have the right to every beneficial supply. I didn't say this, but here's what Jesus said. The thief cometh not before to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. Amen. And then he added this and have it more abundantly. Yeah. Every beneficial supply belongs to you. 
Glory be to God. Every day you ought to get up and say, God, I'm blessed. There are benefits today, opportunities today, looking for me, for my discovery. All I got to do is praise you and worship you and you'll reveal to me what I've got to do. The, the word live is an instructional word. The, you have the right. Say this to me. I have the right. Oh, say it a little bit more. So I have the right, have the right. to live life, live life with every beneficial supply. Oh, man. The word live describes a full and active, powerful, energetic life. You were never designed to shuffle around. You were never designed to have your shoulders humped over. You were never designed uh, at all to walk around with depression and your head held low. You were never de designed to live in superiority or inferiority. You were designed to live like God with your shoulder held up back. And say, I am what God said I am. I can do what God told me to do. The word live describes a full and active, powerful, energetic life. It is like, like being loaded with live ammo ready for any battle no sense in having a gun and having no ammo in it and point that at somebody knowing you can't do it but when you got ammo in it oh yeah amen amen the, the purpose for ammo that that's the purpose for it is to stop something that's the whole purpose of it that that's the whole reason for it and so but now here's the thing Describe any weapon you want to describe, whether it be a handgun, whether it be a, whether it be a shotgun, whether it be a rifle, whether it be a uh, AKA. I don't. It doesn't matter whether whether you want to talk about uh, uh, tanks or whatever it is. The greatest ammunition on this earth is when a born again believer stands there, fully loaded, opens his mouth and said, "Not in my house." Not in my world, not in my family, not in my body. In the name of Jesus whom I serve, I take dominion and live in my authority. Body, get in line with the Word of God. Every pain, every disease, die in Jesus' name. And man, you shoot that thing out. The just shall live. I specifically wrote this if they got up to live. Her Listen, Heritage, this is how we take our place in the family of God, which is the household of faith. Fight. Fight. Don't quit. Fight. Amen. Man, all over the body of Christ, people are like walking like zombies into services. Just shuffling in, not expecting anything to happen. I don't live that way. I, I just made a statement to you. Joanna and I all week long have been visited by the presence of God. Do you know why? Because He's welcome. Because we anticipate. It's not because I'm a preacher. It's not because I know. It's because I'm a Christian. And Christians wake up to God live for God during the day, and then go to sleep with God. Yeah. And then get up with God. Yeah. 
and start the whole thing all over and then say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it in Jesus' name. Praise God for it. Amen. His mercies are new every morning. What will you do for me today, God? What are you doing? Praise God. I, Joanna and I, when you, you, you all were where we were here, we had uh, Brother Terry Myers here, and the Lord said, give him an, an, an additional out of our own account. We, were, we had already blessed. Joanna wrote, wrote a check for Brother Terry to give him. And the Lord spoke. We said, no, you give him $1,000. So 1000 into him. I did that. I woke up the other morning, and, and uh, I woke up, and the Spirit of the Lord said, do you trust me? Well, you know, you're dealing with, I've been studying, I'm in his presence, and the kid, he said, do you trust me? And then he reminded me of when I was at, in the city of Norwalk in our church building, and I was about ready to preach. And he said, you can't preach today because you don't trust me. And I'm, I'm ready to preach. And he said, I need you to go to your office. We were in the city of Norwalk in a school at that time. We were at least at school. And... Um, I don't know how many were there to remember that moment. And, I, and I, I, I threw the microphone. I threw microphones quite a bit. But I threw the microphone to my brother Gene. I said, get up here and preach. And I looked at Joanne, let's go. We're going to my office. I walked into my office, and as soon as I walked in, he said, I told you I wanted you in South Africa. Matter of fact, I had a vision of going to South Africa. The whole roof had disappeared. An eagle came down and picked me up. And then that eagle, as I flew, turned into an airline. And I landed in Africa, and I knew that I was in Africa. I didn't know I was South Africa. I just knew I was in Africa, continent of Africa. And then I'm ministering. I see people that are from India there. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm in Africa. Why am I ministering to people from India here? But while that plane was moving, Steph, that plane turned into American Airlines. And their little logo was that eagle. And so the little wings on the back of that thing. So I knew, okay, I'm flying on this. And so he said, and he goes, you're going to South Africa. Well, you know, and, and Joanne and I, you know, I told Joanne we're going to South Africa. She goes, no, we're not going to Africa, no. <laughs> this is very instructional you hear this, is that uh, it wasn't that she was denying God. She, I heard that, and I said, then I'll stop. I won't go. And then a few years later, you know, I get this instruction, and here's what happened. The Spirit of the Lord told me, get, get off the, you're not preaching today. I went into my office. As soon as I did that, he said, you don't trust me. And I said, yes, I do. He goes, no, you don't. You don't believe I want you to go to Africa. I said, yes, I do. He said, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. And he says, where's your passport? I said, I never got one. He goes, then you don't trust me because you can't leave this country without one. You never went. That I went right away, got myself a passport, an emergency one. Just got that thing settled. And I knew Joanne wasn't going, and I was going on that trip. No, you went. You ended up going with me, yeah. And we had a man in our church, Thor Strandholt. He was a chiropractor. And we ended up, he called me and said, why don't you come to my office? So I went to his office, and he said, I want to just bless you and treat you, Joanne, give you an adjustment. And I said, okay. So we went to his office, and we're sitting there waiting, and out walks a man, some of you may not be familiar with his name, and his name was Roger McDuff. 
And I, I didn't know Roger McDuff. I'd seen Roger McDuff. I'd seen him from a distance. He'd heard him sing. And we walk out, out. He walks out of the office with our member, Thor Strandholt. And he looks and he goes, this is, the, oh, Pastor Art. He goes, this is uh, Roger McDuff. Joanne and I stood up and greeted him and said, yeah, pleasure to meet you. We, we know of you. He goes, I know of you. He goes, this man is, he pointed to Thor, has been handing me for the last year your cassette tapes. I've been hearing you preach for the last year. And he looks at me and goes, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to South Africa. How about I sing and you preach? And I said, yeah, let's do this. Now, that would not have happened if I had not stepped off that platform. I had not heard Jesus ask me or tell me, you don't trust me till this week. Not since that time. And he said it the same way with the same force. And I got up and he said to me, go. He goes, I want you to listen to Dr. Lester Summerall. And he told me what year, and I YouTubed it, the very year. And 15 minutes into the message, he says, you got to learn to trust God. And when God tells you to go to another country, don't ever stand there and wait for the money to come in. If you do, you might as well just stay home and watch TV because you ain't going nowhere. He said, you don't go with money, you go with faith. Man, I'm sitting there thinking about this. As I'm, 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 I'm watching, observing, Joanne comes up. She goes, you haven't showered yet? I go, no, I've been so busy getting rebuked by Lester Summerall. I, it was first a rebuke. I had to listen again to get fed. The first thing was the full cry. I heard it, trust. And he talked about everything. And he said how he, how he bought a, a station, his first television station. He had 10. The first one he bought, Stan, he said he walked in and, and he signed papers. He didn't have $1,000 in the bank. And he said, I need to buy this station. They said, all right. And they looked him up and down and said, he was all dressed up in a suit and tie. And, he goes, and the guy said, we love doing business with successful business people. Dr. Summerall said, well, thank you so much. And he walked out going, I ain't got time for this, this thing. But he said by the end of the week, he had all the money to pay for the station. I happened to be in the room with, doctor, with my, my spiritual father at the time, Dr. Ed Dufresne, when he was buying another station. Actually, take that back, he's buying equipment for his station. Millions of dollars. He went to CBS and asked him, how, do, uh, I want, how much is this equipment? They laughed at him and said, you'll never own this. You're a preacher. And Dr. Summerall looked at him and he said, you know what? I'm not going to buy that equipment. I'm going to buy your station. And your people will be trained by me. Well, two years later, that's exactly what they all came to him and said, could you train our people? Then he ended up buying that station. They bought, they bought somewhere else. But I was in the room when he, he said, he told Dr. Frank, he goes, come here, watch this. And he signed his name. He goes, see that right there? God told me to own that station and get all that equipment. I don't have a dime. But my name's on that contract, and he held it up. God, what you told me comes to pass. And if it doesn't, I'll tell everybody you lied. He goes, let me get dressed, go to the meeting. And that money came in. See, we got, you know, I told Joanne, I stood in my den and I said, do you realize who we associated with? 
men of God, women of God that went to heaven. First women to ever lay hand, a woman that ever, ever lay hands on Joanne, Billy Adams, ministered to her in San Diego. First, Billy, uh, Daisy Osborne laid hands on Joanne. My God. Thinking about it. Gloria Copeland, Carolyn Savell, Billy Brim. And the Spirit of the Lord told me this. He said, and Fern Halverson prayed for her. He, she called, said, I've been praying for you, prayed for your wife. And the Spirit of the Lord talked to me about that just, just the, the, last night, talking told, told about it, last night. And he said, that, she released part of her anointing. I long to see that I'm imparting to you. She couldn't travel to us. She was scheduled to come to us. All these women of God that, that laid hands on her. And she said, those that went to heaven, the anointing can't die. They went to heaven, but the anointing stayed on you. That portion. And then I began to think, Charles Capps. I got to serve the man. Got to drive the man. Got to help the man. And he's in heaven. Through Dr. Bark Barkley, got to meet Hilton Sutton. Sit with Hilton Sutton. Listen to their conversations in back rooms. Got to visit with and walk with Dr. Lester Summerall. Got to serve twice in my lifetime, Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. Serve in ministry. Eat with him the last day of his last time in California. And he held my hand. He ate, I didn't. I ain't moving my hand with him. He's holding my hand. He put his hand on my hand. And I couldn't move it. I wouldn't move it at all. Cherish the anointing. And then find out later on that within a few months he went, to, he went on home. Man, the, the, the people we've been around, the things that we have witnessed, it is of the household of faith, and it's what causes you to fight the good fight of faith. That's why I'm as strong as I am right now. Amen. I, I learned from strong Holy Ghost men. Holy Ghost men. Now, faith knows no defeat. Hear this out. Hear this. Faith knows no defeat. Say that with me. Faith knows no defeat. There, now listen close. There's no limit to what our limitless God can do in the response to, to limitless faith in Him. That's a tongue twister. I'm going to say it again. There is no limit to what our limitless God will do in response to limitless faith. We have the same spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed. I therefore have spoken, connected. We also believe and therefore we speak. That is what the spirit of faith is. I believe it, get it so strong in my heart, I have to say it. When a person has the spirit of faith, that individual is compelled to speak from the heart, not their head. A person who has the spirit of faith is obligated to progressively use words, speak, Declare things born out of the Spirit of God because they have something to say. God's Word in your heart and in your lips 
gives you something to say. So when the doctor gives you a report, you go to Isaiah, whose report will I believe? I believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Oh, you, I don't know how, when they tell you, you know, you don't have enough money to buy this. Wait, my God supplies all my need and he does it according to the riches in glory by and through Christ Jesus. Praise God for it. Amen. Oh, you don't understand at the work here, nobody likes you. Who cares? My father loves me. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of Almighty God. You don't like me, you're losing out. God, the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, wants to spend time with us. Don't get depressed over that stuff. Amen. The heart is the foundation which is the source of the overflow and outpouring. Our language or words become the spirit of the prevailing power which continues to flow. Got to learn to fight the good fight of faith. Now, let me give you these statements here. The Lord gave, gave, put these in my heart. Ten truths regarding faith. Now, remember that we, we move from faith to faith. We go from faith to faith. So since we go from faith, listen close to that statement. And let me quote them to you in different ways. Listen catch close to the small verbal definitions. We move from faith to faith, to faith. So when I release faith, I'm increasing my faith and I'm moving to another level or realm of faith. I'm removing it. Everything you need is already here. Yes. Now, now, I don't have time to get into this. You remember the Kings, the, the story of the, the man of God, he was asleep and his servant was asleep, Gehazi. They were sleeping. And he gets up, Gehazi gets up, and we, we know the account. He gets up, and then he goes over, and he looks over on the, and sees the, the they're surrounded. The Syrian army has surrounded them. Do you remember that? You, you, re, you remember that? He comes back, and he tells the uh, man of God, his prophet, and he says, we're surrounded. And so the prophet goes and looks at this. Now, listen close to this statement. Both of them were asleep when the Syrian army came. Both of them. Now, they just didn't cover them, but the whole community. But the prophet was in. They wanted one man, the prophet. They wanted one man, the prophet. And so, they, and so his servant came and said, we don't know what we're going to do. Now, listen close. He said, can you see him? And he said, yes. And then here's what the prophet said. I want to share this with you. He said, here's what the man of God said. Open their eyes, that they, open his eyes, that he may see that those that are with us are greater. Now, now this is close. Open his eyes that he may see. Question. Did he see a Syrian army? So his eyes were open. His eyes were open. The prophet says, open his eyes that he may see. Is that when all those angels showed up? They were already there. He just couldn't see them. Right now, there are angels in this room. Your angels in this room. You may not have your loved one with you right now, but there are angels with them right now where they're at. You got angels assigned to you which... Because you're an heir of salvation, 
your angels assigned to assist you with your inheritance of all that salvation guarantees, that bountiful supply. So he opened his eyes that he might see, and he saw the mass of fortitude of angels round about him. All around them. They were already there. Everything you need has already been given and exists in God's realm. And all God says is, be the just and live by faith. And accept what I've given to you by faith. When the report came, that was your Syrian army. Open his eyes that you may see the DNA of Almighty God, the great healer, the great miracle worker, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. We move from faith to faith. From faith, listen to this, for faith. Out of faith, into faith. So the faith that I'm preaching in right now, moving to another realm of faith. By faith, from first to last, starting in faith and ending in faith, from mature faith to developed faith, from the faith of the old covenant into the faith of the new covenant, from faith in the law to faith in the gospel, from human faith that comes from the five senses to the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. From faith which is work-minded to faith which is word-minded. Faith. The spirit of faith is how you and I operate. Amen. Believing is acting on this. and ah, I'm so excited I'll have to pick this up the next service. Ah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. God is so good. This, I'm telling you, my God has provided for you. I'm telling you, you're richer than you know. The greatest wealth you have is your salvation. And you can cash that in over anything else if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything will be added unto you. Amen. In your life, in your atmosphere. You, you live in a faith bubble where virus, coronavirus, can't get in. If false prophet Fossey can announce to you and say, the virus will be with us forever, then I say, as long as I'm on this planet, my faith is with me forever. And let me help you here. Virus doesn't go into the eternals. I do. Amen. My faith takes me into that. I hate that when they use flesh. These are the symptoms of the virus that you might have. I shut that thing off and delete it and tried to block. I ain't watching that stuff. Not listen to what they have to say. Not listen to it. Not listen to it. I, I was thinking about this. I don't know if you heard that, that the mayor Garcetti said for the churches and then the bars and all, that if they have service, they're going to shut off the electricity. And the water. Yeah. They continue to do it. They have, they'll, they'll do that. See, I, I hear, I, well, 
This is just me. They tried to shut me up. I'm going to church. I'm going to be there. Mask or no man, I'm going. I'm going to go. How do you shut the power off on this? And if he's the living water, shut the water off. My God will supply. He'll make a way in the wilderness. And when you make yourself out to be God, I remember one of the greatest messages Dr. Ed Dufresne ever preached was first father. He said, the worms are coming. When you make yourself higher than God, he said, the worms come and eat you. That's what happened to, the, that's what happened to Pharaoh under Jesus' domain. When he, he said, I'm God, worship me. And he said, the worms came and ate him inside out. He's alive and maggots are eating him from inside out. You come against our God, the worms are coming. Don't mess with our God. Not cursing anybody. I'm just simply saying, watch out for the worms. Jesus is Lord. I know I went over, but I had a good time, and I hope you did too. Praise the Lord. Listen, we walk by faith and not by sight. If you don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, you need to. Jesus is good. Jesus is so good. He loves you so much. God is love. God has faith. God has power. God has mercy. God has healing. But he is love and he loves you. Don't run from him. Run to him. If you've never said yes. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.